Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's the equivalent of college football Christmas. It's National Freaking Signing Day. We're so glad to have you all here. If you were with us during the live show on the On3 Recruits channel, then you were with us for all of it. The sticks, the flips, and everything in between. December 20th, 2023, the last one in history. Again, National Signing Day. Josh Newberg, National Recruiting Analyst for us here at On3, just crushing the game all day long. I said, Josh, we just did a four-hour show. Do you mind coming on and doing another like 30, 40 minutes of content about National Signing Day? Didn't even flinch. Josh, how we feeling, brother? Yeah, hey, thanks for having me on the channel. <laughs> Guys are probably looking at me crazy like, who is this guy with the glasses on? This is not JD from California. Nope, I'm here, though, and we're going to talk some National Signing Day. It was a heck of a day. Bro, how are you feeling? You just did four hours of live content. You look like you just woke up fresh. Like, you don't even look like you did four hours. You look like you're just ready to keep on going and do another four, eight, 12, like... Are you, are you feeling anything at all, or are you just ready to keep rolling? Nope. This was my 19th signing day. I started in 2004 covering recruiting for Scout.com, who is no longer in existence anymore. So, Shouts. you know, this is what, my 19th cycle? Uh, all of them are unique, but no, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Love it, baby. The vibes are high. The vibes are high across the college football landscape. We're going to talk just kind of broadly all across the landscape. Uh, the vibes are the highest, though, Josh. You know where they are? Athens, Georgia. The number one class in the entire country. Let's there was a it. thought heading into the day like, okay, hey, maybe, just maybe, if Alabama gets a little few breaks here and there with certain guys flipping to them and then certain guys staying committed to other places, the dogs, though. Dogs still on top, man. And the biggest commitment of the day, in my eyes at least, K.J. Bolden. Number one safety in the country, five-star-plus kind of player, says, I want to stay home. And, Josh, to me, this felt like, and we had Chad Simmons in studio talking about this, if he's not in the state of Georgia, if he's not in the backyard, and they can't go and see him, and he can't take double-digit visits to the dogs, probably doesn't end up staying or doesn't end up committing to Georgia. Maybe he stays committed to Florida State. Hey, this makes the sting of that Dylan Raiola flip almost go away. You still got Ryan Puglisi. Now you got the number one corner in Ellis Robinson. And now you just pulled the number one safety in K.J. Bolden. The secondary class is elite, bar none, the best in the nation. Florida State was rivaling that with, with what they had. But you take K.J. Bolden out of Florida State's class, and you go from elite to very good Still great class for Florida State, but missing that one piece that would have put them over the top in the dogs. You know, <laughs> the dogs are going to dog. You know, we say Bama used yep, to Bama. Yep. Well, dogs are going to dog, and that's what they did, despite losing Dylan Riola and, you know, just the trials and tribulations of any recruiting cycle. But to see, even with the loss of Dylan Riola, UGA still had the number one class heading still into the day. Still had the number one Always class. Always solidified that with the flip of K.J. Boulder. And they had a quarterback as well, one of the top quarterbacks in the country, and Ryan Puglisi. I mean, a dude who's going to be a dog, not just from a mascot standpoint. Yeah. Like a dog on the field for a long time. We sat down with him at the on 3 NL Elite mm -hmm. Series event. Dude was a pro all the way through as a high school senior. He's also been at the boarding school for a while, so he kind of has at least a sense of what college life will be like with what he does in Connecticut right now, what it'll be when he gets to Athens. So big time get for the dogs. The dogs are going to dog. Uh, we talked about this on the show too, Josh. The way they're built in this class. Right. 
almost half of this class is made up of the big boys on the offensive and defensive line. Like when you talk about the way this class is built, they got the off-road wheels. They, they can go into Big Ten territory. They can go play against Alabama, which they'll have to do in September this upcoming season uh, and beyond, obviously, which what the new SEC will bring to the table from a scheduling standpoint. The bottom line is Georgia, a tough team. The brand itself recruits itself. I don't see the toughness that they have internally going anywhere, Josh. No. You know, flipping a guy like Nasir Johnson from Florida, he goes six foot four, 300 pounds. The dogs are looking stout up the middle. Jordan Thomas, 6'6, 315. Justin Green, 6'3 and a half, 275. You see where this is going. I mean, they have some bodies in the middle. So, yeah, I think, you know, Georgia, we can talk all about what they're doing at the skill positions and what they got in the secondary. But you pay attention enough to Georgia, and you know they're going to land some guys like a Quintavious Johnson who goes 6'4", 265, playing on that D-line, big athletic bodies that can move. And that's what Georgia is loading up on. When it comes to Georgia and it comes to those measurables of the height and the weight, uh, they have a type. Yeah. They have a type, and that's big, and that's tall, and that's and nasty. physical and nasty, which is what's going to make them successful going forward and why Georgia's probably going to stay Georgia. Now, one more thing I want to say about Georgia, Josh. I want to yeah. get your thoughts on this. It really feels like to me, Bama has been a brand for a long time. Nick Saban's built that thing up. You see that script A, you're like, okay, I know what we're getting when we go mm-hmm. to Bama. Georgia, in the last couple of years with the national titles they've won, with the way that Kirby Smart has just propelled this entire operation in Athens, Georgia, to me it feels like they're sort of, you know, starting to get in that same territory. It's the way it feels to me. I know there's different, you know, sample sizes because Bama's been Bama for a long time, but it feels like they're kind of in that same territory of Tier 1 in college football. Nothing's forever. Nothing's forever. Nothing, especially in college football. Nothing lasts forever. And at some point, yes, there is going to be another major brand that takes over for Alabama. I don't know if it's I'm ready to call it just yet. But what Georgia has been doing under Kirby Smart is certainly brand building. And you're just seeing the results. It's a it's a low risk place to go. If you're a big man out, if you play any position in college football, you can go to Georgia, you can go to Alabama, get developed and go pro. We've seen it. Proof of concept is there. That's what Nick Saban did for all those years. And now that's what Kirby Smart's doing. It's exactly the way it feels like at this point in time, I'm a high school recruit. I got an offer from Georgia. I got to have a good reason as to why I'm not taking my talents to Athens because there's such a a structure of success. There's such a track record of winning. Like if I just do what I'm supposed to do at a place like Georgia, so much about, well, I got to play early. Well, I got to put up these numbers. Like it just takes one good year to place like Georgia, much like, much like it only takes one good year to place like Alabama. So the dogs, Georgia going to Georgia, number one class in the country. Final thoughts on the dogs, Josh? Uh, Just outstanding. Number one class, well-deserved. There was a mathematical possibility. There was a pathway that involved a lot Mm -hmm. for Alabama to be able to take them over, but that they eliminated all that with the flip of KJ bold and mathematically the number one class in America. Like one of my favorite movies says, Josh, remember the Titans leave no doubt. They left no doubt when it came to what they did on the recruiting show today. Hey, let's take a look at uh, one of the other top classes in the country. Where are we going? Currently the number three class in America. We're now we're, we're live right now and it is right around five Eastern time for our folks in the Eastern time zone, Ohio state. When we started our live show, Josh, for the National Signing Day coverage, on, yep. again, on the Recruits channel, go follow that. Go subscribe to that. Get doubt in. Josh, crushing the coverage pretty much every single day when it comes to what's going on over there and keeping you locked in recruiting right. all year long. But Ohio State, Josh, we started the live show. Yeah. And as soon as we went on the air, they lose a big-time wide receiver in Jeremiah McClellan. He flips from Ohio State to Oregon. 
And so you're kind of looking down the barrel of what's left. You're like, well, Edric Houston, there's a lot of smoke around him flipping to Bama. Yeah. Jeremiah Smith, like you're just holding your breath the entire time in Columbus. Not one, but both of those individuals end up sticking. It's yeah, massive, is it not? when that happened, if that was going to be a tone setter for the day. I'm sure mm-hmm. Ohio State fans were in a bit of a panic to wake up to the first big news of the day is Jeremiah McClellan flipping his commitment to Oregon. You wonder, oh, well, we're hearing all these things about Edric. We're hearing all these things about Jeremiah. Is this the way our signing day is going to go? Mm-hmm. But, you know, they didn't go in a nosedive. They still had Mylon Graham committed with Jeremiah Smith to elite wide receivers it would have been great to bring in a jeremiah mcclellan with them but it does not break the class and then they 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 correct things right edrick houston ends up sticking which you know we we have the great chad simmons in here in the morning and when he walked into the office he felt like it was a surefire flip a little bit before things change again and it looks like he's sticking and ultimately when he goes to sign that piece of paper nobody knew if it was going to be ohio state or alabama it is alabama And in the end, they get their defensive lineman because they really couldn't afford to lose another five-star defensive lineman. Justin Scott, about four or five weeks ago, flips from Ohio State to Miami. Yep. And they really needed that Edric Houston signature, and they got it today. The fact that big edge, Edric Houston, stuck with Ohio State. And I think Chad said this on the air. He had a source that told him 99% it was going to be Bama. 99%. Yeah. Just takes that 1%. Yeah. Just took the 1% for them to get it done. They went full end game there and landed Edric Houston I mean, I at the think, 11th hour. It was big. I think some of these reports leaking out kind of tipped Ohio State off to what was about to happen. And because of those reports happening early, Ohio State was able to jump on and get and kind of put out a fire. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they went full throttle. They said, not like this, full door the explorer, the, uh, explorer mode, uh, swipe or no swiping. Not just Edric Houston but also on Jeremiah Smith. Now, Edric Houston, there was probably a little less optimism, if that's fair to say. Jeremiah Smith had been committed for a while and you know, held the test of time all the way up to signing day. Still a fair amount of anxiety for both sides, yeah. but to land the number one player in the country, Josh, and Jeremiah Smith. Yeah. Kind of similar to Georgia. If you want to play wide receiver at the NFL level and you want to have a chance to you know, win Belitnikoff awards at the collegiate level, there's one place you go. And it, and it starts with a C State. and ends with a Lumbus, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, I mean, like, that was a massive get. Any surprise there with Jeremiah Smith sticking? I know there's buzz, but what was the level of surprise with him sticking with Ohio State? I think if you were on the Ohio State side of this, I think you were pretty confident that Jeremiah – you were very confident that mm-hmm. Jeremiah Smith was going to stick to Ohio State. And then if you were on the other side of this, if you were a Miami fan, if you were a Florida fan, if you were a Florida State fan – I think that you felt a pretty good chance to flip him. So, yeah. you know, we don't we see that a lot in recruiting. But in the end, Jeremiah Smith stayed true to his word. He committed to Ohio State for a reason. He said all along that there would be a, quote, final decision being made. And he went into December 20 signing day and made that final decision to stick to Ohio State. Which is wild because anytime you hear the words final decision, Doesn't sound that good. typically means like, hey, I still got to make a decision and if I'm picking you at this point in time, I'm committed to a certain place, but my final decision is yet to be made. I don't feel great about that yeah. from Ohio State. And so both Edric Houston and Jeremiah Smith, here's the other thing, Josh. Both those guys in SEC territory. Sure. Edric Houston in the state of Georgia, Jeremiah Smith obviously in the Sunshine State of Florida. Absolutely massive for their brand to go in there, take who they want, and be able to say, you know what, yeah. these guys are coming with us to the Big Ten. Uh, the class, I mean, itself is just not even a, a rebuild, but a reload when it yeah. comes to the Buckeyes. Yeah, hey, you got to battle out. If you want to sign an elite recruiting class, you got to get into the South and duke it out with some of the 
top teams in the South, like a Miami, like a Florida State, like a Georgia, like an Alabama. Those are the teams that you're just going to have to deal with, and they do a great job of it. Ohio State's no stranger to coming into South Florida and taking some of the best prospects out. It's never easy. Nobody said it was going to be easy, but Ohio State does it again. You want to beat the big dogs on the field. You got to beat the big dogs in the recruiting trail. Ohio State did a good job doing that. A couple other notes here on the Buckeyes, man. It is very rare for a five-star wide receiver not to get as much publicity during National Signing Day. Uh, Myling Graham also is committed in this class for, for Ohio State. He is, of course, signed to the Buckeyes. And, I mean, Edric Houston and Jeremiah Smith have gotten most of the talking points, but he's signed with Ohio State, a five-star caliber guy. Aaron Nolan, a four-star quarterback. A couple of other big-time corners, uh, Bryce West and Aaron Scott Jr. Like, this class is built really solid all the way yeah. around, Josh. Yeah, we're really high on Milan Graham. He comes out of the state of Indiana. He goes six-foot-half, 185 pounds, electric wide receiver, great with the ball in his hands. And we have him ranked as the number five-ranked wide receiver in the country, 14 overall. So we're talking top 1% of 1% here, J.D., but you're right. You know, he never wavered. He didn't say much. And Milan Graham kind of flies under the radar as this five-star receiver that they signed. Uh, and he's going to always be kind of a footnote next to Jeremiah Smith until he can go out and be a first-round pick like everybody else that goes to Ohio State. Absolutely massive to have that kind of talent in your recruiting class. So that's Ohio State. Uh, Josh, let's move on to another state, not necessarily a state tied to a school, but a state tied to a number of big-time schools. That's the Sunshine State. Yep. You got Florida. You got Florida State. You got Miami. Hey, Nick, let's pull up uh, the top 10 as it were when we jumped off the air. I believe this is still current. You see the timestamp there at the bottom of your screen as of 110 Central, yeah, we went over 210 it. It Eastern. Was, it was correct when the show started. Mm -hmm. And th this thing changes literally by the minute. But this is a snapshot of what it looked like when we went live and as it stands right now. So you got yep. dogs on top. We already covered that. Yep. but. There was a couple big movers today, and that's Texas, Oregon, and Miami. Miami was inside the top five at one point, and they still got a little bit of ammo left on the board. There's a five-star defensive lineman named Armando Blunt that's committed to Florida State. That fl <laughs> We're not going to go too far into this one. <laughs> there's, a, there's a whole backstory on this. This isn't the On3 Recruits channel, so we're just going to keep it on top. But Armando Blunt. His signing is until 6 p.m., and mm -hmm. all signs point to him flipping from Florida State to Miami. So if you pull up the, the um, rankings one more time, you look at this. Florida State's sitting there at 6, and Miami's at 8. If Florida State loses Armando Blunt, which I fully expect to happen at 6 p.m. Central, then you're looking at Florida State potentially falling out or right into the 10 spot in Miami is going to move up mightily because that's a five-star recruit. They could be sitting there at four or five when this all goes down. So I think in the end, we saw a complete shift in the state of Florida. Florida had a top five class. Florida State had a top five class. Miami was sitting there at nine or 10 entering the day. But when the day's over, Florida's free fall to number 14 was breathtaking. Really didn't see them falling that far. But Florida State, they are also going to be trying to hang on to a top 10 class while Miami is surging. So it all goes down on signing day in the state of Florida. Of course. And it's so great that we're live right now. So the folks listening back on podcast are going to go back to this and say, wait, they were at what point? At what point in time during signing day they were ranked where? Well, that, that changed drastically based on the next couple of hours. So if you're listening to this in the future, 
this is what's happening right now. So en enjoy whatever's happening uh, going forward now. But Miami, we, we, we got to talk about Miami because it feels so much to me like, one, the ACC is very winnable. That's not to say anything less of Florida State because they obviously had a tremendous season this past year. But you look at the downfall of Clemson, yep. you look at the question marks at quarterback at this time being right now when it comes to Florida State, and the way Miami's trending. The, the last couple of classes, including this one, likely being in the top 10, and the way that Mario Cristobal has brought a new edge, a new persona to Miami. Like, you think Miami, you think, you know, the brand that they are, you think the beach, you think a little bit more flash than substance. Mario Cristobal, if there's one thing he is, I wholeheartedly believe it is substance. And I think the, the just nature that he brings to, to providing more structure to Miami, if they can put this talent in a, an apparatus that's going to be able to maximize it, I think right. they're going to be a, in a really good spot to compete for something, especially when that college football playoff expands all the way. So it's going to be uh, – it's going to be massive. I mean, they, to me, we'll talk about our big winners later, but they were one of the big winners to me today, Josh. Yeah, and I think the characteristics of this class is Mario's ability to win battles on the defensive line. Last year for Miami, it was offensive line. They really improved that offensive unit. This year, flipping Justin Scott from Ohio State four weeks ago was kind of the catalyst to Miami's run. But you look at their D-line class, and it's, it's excellent. They did what they needed to do. Flipping Armando Blunt tonight is just the cherry on the cake because they landed Justin Scott. They landed Marquise Lightfoot. Now you're going to add another elite defensive lineman to this unit that already has Reuben Bain on it, and you're starting to see it come together. It's got to start in the trenches, and Mario has time, and he's just kind of methodically knocking it out. Last year was O-line. This year it's D-line. And the playmakers, too. I mean, they got a couple of big-time wide receivers, yeah. most notably Nye Carr, flipping Nye from Carr. Georgia to Miami. And they've kicked the door down on some pretty big flips. You mentioned Justin Scott from Ohio State. You don't go to Ohio State and steal defensive linemen that frequently. It doesn't really happen in a place like Ohio State. And for yeah. Georgia, to take a wide receiver from Kirby Smart, like that should mean something if you're a Miami fan. You should feel good about the direction and the edge your program has, starting with your head coach and the recruiting trail, being able to land top guys like that. Because I think yeah. what starts in the recruiting trail comes to the field more often than not later. And we're seeing them win these battles. Ohio State ended up being the, you know, the kind of the whipping boy for Miami a little bit. They flip Justin Scott. When Marquise Lightfoot, a six foot five, 220 pound edge, the number seven ranked edge in the country, he was trending heavily. He's from Chicago, Illinois. He was trending heavily to Ohio State. Miami lands him. Then you got Jordan Lyle, who just 48 hours ago flips his commitment, four-star running back from South Florida, flips his commitment from Ohio State to Miami. Shades of Mark Fletcher last year. Mark Fletcher, we remember, he made a big impact for Miami this year. Last year at this time, he was flipping from Ohio State to Miami. Now you see it again with Justin Scott. These guys are making immediate impacts. They got some ballers in Miami. They got the... Uh... They got the ticket in the door. A talent will get you in the door, but you got to be able to kick it down once yeah. you, uh, or kick it, excuse me, take down the competition once you get into the door. And they're definitely in the door right now with who they have. Uh, let's talk about Florida State. And a year ago, they were somewhere in that top 25 range. This year, they're at the time of us being live. Again, that's the key phrase. They are in that top 10 range, sitting there at six right now. Uh, for Florida State, the frustrating thing is like, okay, we're not top five right now. That could change right by the time we get off the air. But there's also the feeling like, well, we're, we're in the top 10. Like, we have 
worked through the portal previously. We used to go out to eat a lot, get our guys through the portal. Now we're going to the grocery store and bringing the ingredients to the house, developing it internally and making the meal we want. Uh, big product of the undefeated season, you'd have to imagine, correct? It was. I think Florida State fans are a bit disappointed today, especially if they fall at or nearly out of the top 10. I think that's a little bit of a blow. But if you put things, if you stack classes on top of each other, Mike Norvell, this is a very much improved high school class. I've been critical of Mike Norvell all the time when it comes to recruiting the high school level. I've said repeatedly, he needs to recruit the high school level better. Caught a lot of flack for that, but it's the truth, JD. Florida State finishing at 20 or 21 is not going to get the job done. Florida State finishing at 7, 8, 9, 10 is definitely a step in the right direction. And Mike, it's proving that Mike Norvell is indeed recruiting the high school level better. But until you sign guys like a KJ Bowen, you know, you got to get them across the finish line. And Armando Blunt, you know, you need those five-star defensive linemen. You can't let an LJ McCray get away to your rival, the Florida Gators, who didn't even make a bowl when you're 13-0. and So even though they did a much better job recruiting the high school level, I still think, and I can still see where Florida State fans can be a little disappointed today. The terrifying thing to me here is, if this is the new normal for Mike Norvell, where they're going to be yeah. elite in the portal and be really good on the recruiting trail and turn in right around top 10 classes year after year, like they might as well get a timeshare in the 12-team college football playoff. Even if they're not winning the ACC, they're going to be one of those at-large teams it feels like every single year by nature of the roster they are putting together. So for Mike Norvell and company, the day is still not finished up just yet, but if you land somewhere in the top 10, I think that has to feel pretty good and for the Mike folks Norvell in Tallahassee. And Mike Norvell has proven on the field that he can do more with less. I mean, mm -hmm. the roster that he inherited, he turned them into continuous winners. Mm -hmm. They've continued to get better under Mike Norvell, and now he's got the roster to where he wants it to be. So I, I still expect them to be in that top tier every year when they recruit. And this is just a step in the right direction. I think Florida State fans were hoping for a leap in the right direction this cycle, but still a vast improvement and still a very, very good class for Florida State. Just looking ahead to next year, not to say anything about Tate Rodemaker or anything about Brock Glenn, bro, if they land the right guy through the portal to play quarterback for them, sure. Ooh, boy. Ooh, yeah. you're cooking with, you're cooking with about, gas and talent. This is all about talent acquisition sure. and the best way to improve your roster is through the quarterback position mike norvell seems to have a couple good guys right now on the line with dju and cam ward and you know he's gonna have his pick of the top guys when it's all said and done without question hey let's move on here to florida sure the gators uh not the the day you probably had hoped for if you're a gator fan by nature of how they felt i believe at the time of us being live they are right around number 14 and where did they start started the day within the top 10 i believe, I believe the folks in gainesville so uh just a tough couple of breaks all some other teams catching breaks quite frankly uh the big thing though josh if you had to point to one thing to be fired up about it, uh, if you're if you're a gator fan inked the signature of a one DJ Lagway, who DJ is obviously, Lagway. I mean, he's, he's who you're tying, you know, the future to, if you're a yeah. Gator fan, correct? I mean, what do you make of this, Josh? You know, it's kind Gators of a tough some, situation yeah, here. They, the Gators had a tough day, but this class is a success. If you sign DJ Lagway, I think that's been done or is going down as we speak. I don't have, you know, I know there's been reports sure, about I'll, A&M I'll and about Clemson and, I fully expect, whether it's already happened or not, but I fully expect DJ Lagway to be a Florida Gator for the next three to four years of his he career. Is, he is, in fact, signed. He is signed. Per the on so three. All the drama uh, is over, whatever drama there website. was. But, hey, 
Gators have 18 commitments. I think they went into the day with 22 or 23 commitments. So, you know, there was a bit of a, a stumble out of the top 10 there. You know, it's gotta be a big blow to have these guys committed since June to have the, you know, the word is, Hey, these relationships matter. You know, we, we know we got to win on the field, but the relationships are there. These recruits understand what Billy Napier's doing. But in the end, when pen hits paper, it's hard for somebody like Xavier Phil Simi to, to turn down the in-state Texas Longhorns with all the excitement and everything that they got going. It's hard for Amaris Williams out of North Carolina to not flip his commitment to Auburn. You know, and LJ McCray right now still hasn't signed as mm -hmm. of when we're taping this. I don't know if that necessarily is because of other teams jumping in, but you know, you'd like to get some of these guys in. Uh, but a, a tough day, but some really good recruits. When the dust settles and Florida, and Florida fans can kind of get past the pain of losing a couple recruits on signing day, they're going to look at this class and they're going to see a lot of high-quality players that are, be, that are going to contribute a lot for the Gators in the future. I think if I'm a Florida fan, all this tells me is, hey, let's, let's go to the portal, baby. Like, hey, maybe we didn't get the exact kind of guys we wanted to get from this class. Maybe we wish we were a little bit higher on the yeah. you know, team recruiting rankings, but that's what the portal's for there, baby. I mean, I mean, Florida State, they were, I think, 21 last year, so you, you haven't yep. fallen quite that far the time of us being live, uh, but again, just uh, it's, it's not over with. It's not necessarily the, the greatest encouragement, but getting your quarterback for the future, I think that's the one thing I'd hang my hat on if I'm a I Florida so fan. I think so, too. That's so, that's the story of the day. Regard if you're a Gator fan, celebrate this DJ Lagway signing and don't worry about the decommits. Everything's gonna work out. But DJ Lagway coming to Gainesville is huge. Let's ride the wave, baby. Hey Josh, so we just finished up that those uh Sunshine State teams. A little bit of buzz right now. A little bit of buzz right now. Again, we're live, so this might change even before we get off the air. Tell me. But as of right now, I do not believe there has been a letter of intent delivered to Ohio State from Jeremiah Smith. Okay. So there's, in, there's, uh, there's a lot going on there. Are we in Peyton Bowen territory? Do you I, remember that last oh year? Oh, gosh. I, I do not know if we're in that territory. You probably have a better gauge for it than me. I mean, is it one of those things where it's like, hey, he's with the fam. He's, he's, he's with his, his people at dinner. Well, I mean, you know, like, there's a lot going on on Saturday. Yeah. It's a huge day. I'm uh, not worried right what's now. The, yeah, what's the level I think, of concern? I think once the sun goes down. Oh, look, JD. Sun's about to go down. Okay. If the sun goes down, and it's about to. Here we go. And Here he we hasn't go. signed yet, then yeah. Maybe I am a little worried, especially with the comments that he made at his signing saying that, you know, he made the decision last minute in Miami was the team that really gave him a push. And if we just talked about Ohio State and that Miami relationship, mm -hmm. Miami's been taking what they want. I don't know if it's something in the water or what's going on this cycle, but Miami is taking what they want from Ohio State and they want Jeremiah Smith. So if there, if there was something going on, we're going to see. <laughs> I would point to Coral Gables is the team that is causing this disruption, but I'm still, I'm still confident that he's going to sign with Ohio State. See, only college football, only in college football do you get someone who has committed and has allegedly signed their paperwork, and then we get further and further into this thing. We go off the air from our live signing show, yeah. and it's like, well, hey, actually – that critical document that you know kind of ties this whole thing together that hasn't just been delivered yet you, to and, and Columbus, Ohio. You can't, the plot thickens. You can't say there's nothing to worry about because we all experienced Peyton Bowen last year. Yes. For clarification, Peyton Bowen was one of the top safeties in the country, and he was committed to Notre Dame. And throughout the season, everybody kind of knew he was going to flip or thought he was going to flip, and in the end, he did. He he flipped to Oregon on National Signing Day. Dan Lanning flips one of the top DBs in America. He's coming 
to Oregon, and then a couple hours later, word starts leaking out, similar to what you're telling me. People are just like, hey, Peyton Bowen hasn't sent his letter in. There's no, there's no clarification from the school, because once the letter is sent in and faxed over, the school can tweet it. You can't mention a recruit's name anywhere in social media until they send that letter in. And we were sitting there waiting like, hey, Peyton Bowen just flipped from, from Notre Dame to Oregon. There can't be anything wrong. And as time went on, yeah, you start to hear like, hey, something is up with this. And in the end, Peyton Bowen sends his letter of intent after doing a full signing day ceremony to Oklahoma. Keep, and, he's, and he enrolls at Oklahoma and he's playing for Oklahoma. Keep your eyes on the Twitterverse. So are we keep in another Peyton Bowen situation or is Jeremiah Smith just celebrating and they just forgot to hit facts? Yeah, I don't, either one, probably not uh, tremendously you know, phenomenal for the, the heart rate of the good folks in Columbus, Ohio. Keep, we'll keep an eye on that. Again, if you're listening to this on podcast the next day or you're listening in the future and something drastic happened, I promise you there's more content both on this channel and on the On3 Recruits channel. So get dialed in over there and follow Josh and all the socials. I think they understand that on signing day, it's a minute-by-minute thing. Has to be. It has to be. Hey, you know what? Let's go to one more team here. Texas Longhorns, man. The way that they just went full throttle. All gas, no brakes. Look at this top 10 right here. They found their way into the top five today, Josh. Right now, they're at number four in the on three industry team recruiting rankings. Talk about Texas, man. Like, they've always recruited well. The thing for them is they're really starting to, I think, find their identity, not just philosophically, but I mean just the way they're building on the trenches yeah. side of things. Colin Simmons, uh, Brandon Baker. Like, they have the big boys to compete in the SEC this year, and they're going to have them for years to come by the, uh, the way this class looks right now uh, for the haul they have. Yeah, they, as you see, they didn't just load up on the defensive line. They land Brandon Baker, five-star offensive tackle. They land Daniel Cruz, interior offensive lineman, one of the best in America. DeAndre Robinson, they go into the state of Florida, and they land him. Zena Umiazulu, they land, he's an excellent edge rusher great burst off the line they really rounded out this defensive line class but it starts and stops with colin simmons man colin simmons has a chance you sat with him he has yeah. a chance to be the face of that texas longhorn program before he leaves austin he's a dude now back-to-back -back state champ from dunkerville he is a dude and it's a spot too but he's for a texas great dude, great I mean, dude. you don't great dude. I, okay you can be the face of a program for yep. what you do on the field but i was more referring to his combination of personality and talent mm. and i think that he can be a great ambassador for that program yeah something tells me he won't have any problems finding nil opportunities when it comes to him being a spokesperson for different brands much less what texas is as a whole as a football team right um what i was going to say with texas though I think we're starting to see more and more, too, guys with options mm -hmm. are continuing to pick Texas. Like Colin Simmons is down to LSU, yeah. and then for Brandon Baker, like there's talk around Oregon, and Nebraska's in the mix, and Ryan Wingo, maybe he's going to stay home and, and be a, you know, a Missouri Tiger, and then all the dust settles, and it's like they land these top guys that a lot of other schools were after. Jarrett Gibson, another example. Into the state IMG. of Florida. He was formerly a UF commit under Dan Mullen. He decommits when Billy Napier gets there, opens up his recruitment, and commits to Texas early in this 2024 cycle never wavers kobe black another one in state one of the best corners in the state of texas they lock him down he's from waco connelly high school they just they, they a very well-rounded class and i had jerry hamilton on the show for months we did this thing we played this game you got you don't understand back in like august and september which seems like years ago now but back then they were ranked 21 22 and i used to have jerry hamilton on the on three recruits channel we used to play a game it was called texas's path to a top five class and there were so many steps 
but methodically and consistently, Steve Sarkeesian just knocked out one recruit after another. And today, of all days, this is their first time in the top five in the 2024 cycle. And it comes on National Signing Day. Jerry Hamilton says it best. You got to recruit through the whistle if you're Steve Sarkeesian. And boy, did he. Recruiting through the whistle in the state of Texas as well. Like they are, in my mind at least, I would have to imagine by nature of what this class is, uh, like the team in the state. Like A&M, obviously, they had a tremendous run with Jimbo Fisher on the recruiting trail. But right now, like Texas is doing it on the recruiting trail and they're doing it on the field. Right. And I think that speaks for itself. Uh, Kobe Black a guy who uh, is from Waco, Texas, again, played at Waco Connolly. Josh, when he was, I think it was a freshman or a sophomore, I did color commentary for his games oh, through you? a radio broadcast. He was playing as a young Everything. buck with guys like Jelani McDonald, Trey Wisner, and they had, like, dudes on that team, and he's playing – as an underclassman, like that told me everything I need to know about that kid at that point in time. And needless to say, and you knew uh, it. I got you to be a stud right you now. You can see a star, not just Kobe Black, but going in, going at Florida for Xavier Filsimi. He's the number two ranked safety in the country. He's at McKinney, Texas, and he is committed to the Gators mm -hmm. since June. Locked in. Even when, uh, even when Corey Raymond got fired from Florida State, from Florida, his lead recruiter. Xavier Phil Sammy gets on Instagram Live, says, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not flipping. But in the end, when you recruit through the whistle and you're as aggressive as Sark has been this cycle, you can go and flip him and add him to that DB class that already has Kobe Black and Wardell Mack. This is an outstanding DB class. As much as we talk about what's going on in the trenches, they really landed a great defensive back class. Just finding a way to finish. So, Josh, those are kind of the uh, the highlights in my mind. Obviously, we didn't touch on every single team. Alabama also had a tremendous day. Didn't land the top class, but being at number two, Yet again, Nick Saban, it looks like we'll finish with another top two class. Been outside the top two just once since 2011. So with that being said, let's kind of take uh, an all-encompassing look at today. Who to you made a splash that we maybe haven't talked about just yet? Or maybe, who, maybe we have talked about him, but who, but who I mean, he made a splash? My teams that really made a move was Oregon. Mm -hmm. It was Miami. We've seen Texas make a run. In Auburn, if there's anybody that yeah. brought excitement to this cycle, we got to talk about the Auburn Tigers because if you go pull up their commit list, not you, not you, but the people at home, pull up their commit <laughs> list, the top four or maybe five commitments that you see, the very, the best players in that class all came via the flip. That says something to Hugh Freeze. You talk about aggressive recruiting. I mean, Hugh Freeze, look. Not the best season, sure, but that's not going to stop him from going toe-to-toe -to -toe with some of the best teams in America for some of the best recruits in America, and he's already won a majority of those battles. Josh, if you're Hugh Freeze, well, let me rephrase that. If you're an Auburn fan, right? how validating is this that, okay, we've been talking so long about what Auburn can be, and then we just need to write a lineman, and we don't have Brian Harson doing what he's doing the recruiting trail, and after a while, you're kind of like, well, is, is it Auburn? Is it Brian Harson? Like, what actually is true with that situation? And then to have the class they have right now sitting within the top 10 after a 6-6 six and six season and to go out and flip guys away from schools like Georgia, like Alabama, that has to feel so like just so validating, such a mic drop moment to be like, yes, here's what we've been talking about for the better part of the last few months, if not the last year and a half or so. Here we are getting the top talent. You want to come to Auburn. We have that kind of juice. We have that kind of brand. And now it's showing itself on the recruiting trail. 
for the top seven class right now, Josh. Yeah, sitting top at number seven. seven. Unbelievable. They were sitting at, I believe, 11 or 10 when we started the day. So mm -hmm. they've moved up quite a bit. They still have LJ McCray on their radar. He hasn't signed with the Florida Gators yet. That's kind of still up in the air. I think if anybody's going to flip him from Florida, I think it would be Auburn. Mm -hmm. uh, but just an incredible year. It kind of, you know, if you're an Auburn fan, you got to feel like those Brian Harson years were such a waste because you're seeing the mm. talent coming to the planes right now. And you're like, man, it was just the wrong fit. And yeah. a lot of, you know, a lot of fans were saying that from the beginning, but Brian Harson's gone and Hugh Freeze is in and it's a new era for Auburn football. One more team I want to talk about here for one of my winners. Uh, how about Oklahoma? Not necessarily a ton of moves made today with us being live yeah. on the air, but just with them having another top 10 class. 10-win team, moving to the SEC. We talked about this on our own live show during our coverage for National Signing Day. Like, this is a team right now that is building the way they need to build to compete in the Southeastern Conference. They Which stack the when trenches accordingly. There you go. They stack the trenches. <laughs> David Stone go. being the crown jewel of yeah. that class. Uh, Taylor Tatum is not a big trench player, but a, but a big, big time, time running. Got to have a versatile back to compete in the SEC. So it feels like you're talking about the ingredients for success in the Southeastern Conference. Yep. You have the momentum of a good season in the Big 12, winning 10 games, and then having the class to go with it to pile on and get to where you want to go when you go to the SEC. So, yeah, they like where it. they stand, Josh. They killed it. They killed it. They did a great job. They get elite talent on the defensive line. You get elite talent in in, in the Zion Kearney. I really like what he brings to that wide receiver room. Devon Mitchell, uh, he reclassified. He was a 2025 recruit. He's a tight end, goes 6'3", 250, a really versatile piece. Um, they stole him from Miami. It looked like he was all set to go there when he committed. So, some really big wins. Nigel Smith, Danny Okoye, Reggie Powers. I mean, this is a loaded class, and I think Brent Venables, you know, having being a defensive-minded coach, I think he understood the value of adding a guy like a David Stone, sure. the number one defensive lineman in America, the number seven prospect overall. Also, very, very vocal. He was, uh, all, you know, there were some ups and downs throughout the Oklahoma season, but he got on social media and he would say, hey, it's all good. We're going to get there. Our class, we're going to change some things. So. David Stone, definitely the pillar of this class, but getting a guy like a Taylor Tatum, uh, one of the best backs in America, out of the state of Texas was also a huge win on offense. A lot of big moves made today on National Signing Day. Josh, I was scouring the Twitter sphere before we got off yeah. here. Did we get any? Nothing on Jeremiah Smith, okay. man, but if you go to the commit list on on3.com and check out the 2024 class for the Buckeyes, you will see on the furthest right column, a bunch of red icons with an Ohio State logo and a gold check mark and the words that say signed. You go down the entire list, you go to the very bottom, and there is one logo that just still says hard commit. So hard commit is good, but signed means, okay, now we actually have the paperwork and we are good to go. So I know it's probably some anxiety in Columbus. We'll keep an eye on yeah, that, I'm obviously. Looking. I'm not seeing the sign, but hey. It's the only one. you got to believe. The only one out of those 20 commits at this point in time. So, again, if you want to make sure you're dialed in for all things recruiting, the On3 Recruits channel with Josh Newberg. Get locked over. in over there. Get locked in over there. Also, make sure you like this video before we get off the air. We have over 1,000 of y'all dialed in right now. We appreciate that tremendously. This is the best, or maybe not. I want to make sure I say this the right way because there's a lot of best parts about college football. This is one of the best parts about college football. I think to me, this is one of the most distinctive parts about college yes. football is what National Signing Day is. When what other sport do you have two grown men sitting at a desk 
just waiting for the paperwork of a high school senior to come through to announce that he is in fact going to your school. I mean, this is I mean, this is why we love college football. One of the many reasons, is it not? It is one of the most unpredictable days. It's full of excitement. It, your your team, even if they sign, even the number one class in America is going to have a roller coaster ride. Dylan Riola flips. You know, they still, you, you, even though it's Georgia, even though they're the back-to-back champs, they still see attrition. So if your team had a couple decommitments, had didn't exactly go the way that you wanted it to, hey, forget all that and celebrate the guys that you do got because today is National Signing Day. Special day. Special day for a lot of the guys that did put pen to paper and made their dreams a reality of playing college football. Mm-hmm. So shouts to y'all. Congratulations to y'all. Josh, again, I appreciate you jumping on here, brother, and being down to knock out yeah, another, man. I guess, half, what, 40 or so right. minutes of content. You're the absolute man. Yeah. Again, follow Josh on Twitter. Subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. That's where we have the full National Signing Day show. All things recruits all year long on the Recruits channel. Get down in there. Josh, appreciate you, big dog. For Nick Brake, for myself, J.D. Pacal, and Josh Newberg, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. We're going to keep this party rolling. We will see y'all next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.